Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. All right, welcome back to another episode. We're going to be talking about making the most of your bell ringers so that your students master the standards. So bell ringers, bell work, do now, whatever you call it. (laughs) I remember we were like learning all the different names of this and we heard do now. We were like, we don't know what that is. And it was like an East coast thing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't say it in California. All these different things. Yeah. And we used to use, you know, DOL daily oral language, but it's not actually the same thing, right? The bell ringers are. Um, Not at all. (laughs) No, not at all. So we're actually, this week's podcast episode is all about a Q and a that we got from one of our EB teachers in our EB teachers club in our private EB Facebook group. And if you're not an EB Teachers Club member, we'd love to invite you to join the wait list. You can go to ebacademics.com forward slash membership, learn all about the EB Teachers Club, what we do. Basically, we provide really engaging, rigorous resources for you to use with your students so that they master the standards, but also so that you get to leave school on time. One of our teachers actually posted in the Facebook group yesterday. Yes, What's it? I know what you're going to say. She said, <laughs> I... I was finished with everything at school by 3.02 because I uh-huh. batch planned and I used all of my EB Teachers Club resources. And I had to actually sit at my desk and wait for the bell for 3.15 so I could leave school. I She's like, it. I didn't have anything to do. Whatever will I do? I can go on Facebook. I can like call my mom. It's so nice. <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. Um, so anyways, that's our goal with the EV Teachers Club is to help you engage your students in their learning while they master the standards, but also that you get to thrive at school and at home. You know, we want you to leave school at contracted hours, not work on the weekends anymore. So it really is this whole mindset shift with support from us, our community and our materials. So again, go to ebacademics.com forward slash membership to check that out. Um, That was a total side note, but this question comes from one of our EB teachers in our private Facebook group. So this is a question that we do get asked often about bell ringers and, you know, how do we use them successfully? So I'll read the question and then we'll go into our answer in like a very specific way so that you can successfully use bell ringers in your classroom as well. All right. So the question that we got was, I use bell ringers in my classroom. How do I keep my students engaged in them and should I grade them or not? So we're talking about engagement and whether or not we should grade them. So if you're a middle school ELA teacher, which I would assume that you are because this is called the teaching middle school ELA (laughs) podcast, and you're like struggling to fit everything in during your class period, bell ringers is actually, they're a great option for spiraling back and reviewing standards. So that's something that we hear all the time too, is I can't fit everything in, which we actually have a podcast episode about can't remember the number, but it's called how to fit it all in. If you want to go listen to that one too. And bell ringers are a great way for helping you fit it all in because you can come back and spiral review certain standards with your students. And it really helps you fit all of your grade level ELA standards into your curriculum in a really simple and approachable way. Do you want to go into kind of more about bell ringers or do you want me to keep going? I can keep going. Um, cool. So like Caitlin said, it ensures that you fit in all your ELA standards, right? But it's also important to use them to um, 
to set up your expectations for the class, right? You want your students to master the standards. That's not going to happen after one lesson. So Bell Ringers gives you that opportunity to quickly review key concepts in class and not take up a lot of time. So again, they're not busy work. They are standards aligned um, and they're meant to set students up for success. And I love the bell ringers that we've created. I know Caitlin's going to talk into like why we created them, but just to give you some information, we have them for fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And I think this is really important because I know in my own fifth grade class, I had students who were definitely at grade level, but then I had some students who were very, very advanced and they might've flown through those bell ringers in like two minutes and then kind of been sitting there. And yes, they would, you know, silently read and that's wonderful, but it's nice to have different options. So what I could do with our bell ringers is I could use some of the sixth grade material for some of my, more of my advanced students and give them the same bell work. So we're focusing Mm -hmm. on the same concepts, but they're doing more advanced work. So I just think that's key because we all know we need to differentiate in the classroom, but that can be a beast, right? Like it's hard to do that. So let's make our lives easier and let's find quality work that we can give to our students that doesn't take us hours to create. Yes. So I just absolutely. think that's an important side note. So Caitlin, why did we make these bell ringers? Yeah. It's a funny story. <laughs> and so when we talk about bell ringers in this episode, it's not just any bell ringers, right? Ooh. And I'm sure you've seen all different kinds of bell ringers online. If you're an EB teacher and you use our bell ringers, you know our approach, our philosophy for why we use them. And gosh, I must have been teaching seventh grade at the time. I remember creating them in the summer at some point. Yeah. And I just I was I was looking for bell ringers for my own classroom. And everything I found was like wacky word Wednesday. You know, it was like, I don't know. What's another Monday um, one that would have been, I can't even think we memories Monday for something cute. Yeah. to make Matching up, right? Monday yeah, or whatever Sunny Friday, all of it. Yeah. And it just, it seemed to me like, gosh, I only have so much time in my class period. Shouldn't I be using this time to like squeeze every ounce out of what my students can do with the time that we're given. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't want to just give them a prompt on Wednesday that they free write to, which there is a time and place for free writing. And that is a part of some of our bell ringers is there's a spot to, you know, write a personal story and narrative and things like that. So there is a time and place for that, but it was like every Wednesday was the same thing and it got repetitive. And I'm like, well, I'm going to have to grade all of that stuff or at least read it if I don't grade <laughs> it. And it's not really helping my students master the standards in the way that I think I could use that time effectively. So I called Jessica pre-Zoom, right? We didn't Zoom. Yes, we were calling so each other on the phone. I called Jessica. I'm like, look, Jess, I need us to create bell ringers that hit all of the standards. Like every standard for eighth grade, I need our bell ringers to hit all of them. So I'm talking, I want weeks where I'm focused on grammar, where we're focused on root words, where we're focused on text-dependent essays, where we're focused on narrative, speaking and listening, everything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Okay. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, think about that, you guys. That is a monumental task for the whole school year. Different for all of the standards. Every day. Yes. Ooh. Yes. It was crazy. But it ended up being a beautiful thing that we created. We started with yeah. the eighth grade version. We did. And it was so helpful because it was it became such a great way for me to go back to skills that my students had learned, but maybe had forgotten about. I'm thinking specifically about grammar, right? Some of our bell ringers have, or not some, all of our bell ringers have some of this grammar standards based on the grade level, right? Yep. So if we're looking at, let's say eighth grade and the different types of sentences, and I taught my students that, let's say in December, but by the time we get to March, they may have forgotten 
a little bit about that. So our bell ringers have a whole week dedicated to simple sentences, compound sentences, complex sentences. So they're using those five, 10 minutes at the beginning of class to really go back to those grammar skills that they had learned in the past. And that's the same thing for all of the different standards for any grade level. So that's why we structured them the way in which we did. Is there anything else that you want to add to that? Yeah. I want to add that it's nice because you can manipulate the bell ringers themselves, right? Everyone's schedule is different. So it's nice not to just follow what somebody else created. You can move pages around and we encourage you to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Put grammar where you see fit. If you do narrative writing at the beginning of the year, fine, then save the narrative writing review until later. So I just like that, that you can make the bell ringers work for your students and your schedule. Yes. And they have such a wide array of things that students are working on. So there isn't that like, ah, I'm writing a wacky word Wednesday again. I don't know why that's the example that I use. I think I have it written in our notes. So we're going to like, right. (laughs) So, okay. So Caitlin gave you the why, why did we create these? Right. But if we go back to our teacher's question, she was saying, okay, I use them in the classroom, but how do I keep my students engaged? And do I grade them every day? And those are the most common um, kind of topics we see coming up about bell ringers. So we're going to break it down for you now. So I'm going to talk about how to keep them engaged. So the first thing I want to say is if you get away from using the bell ringers that Caitlin mentioned earlier, the wacky word Wednesday ones, (laughs) you're automatically going to build in more engagement, right? Because you're taking away the mundane routine that students face every day. If they know that every single Tuesday, they're going to define a vocabulary word and use it in a sentence, they're going to get bored pretty quickly and they're going to stop giving it their best effort. But if they sit down for bell work every day and it's a completely different expectation, you know, within the same parameters, it's going to keep them on their toes and keep them thinking. So you're going to get better quality work from them. So instead we want to aim to use bell ringers that change at least every week, ideally every day, right? But Caitlin mentioned maybe one week is narrative writing. One week is reviewing grammar. One week is something fun and unexpected, right? We've got holidays throughout the year. Why not have some fun with our students for those parts of the year? Keep it academic, keep it standards aligned, but throw in a bit of, um, I don't know, creativity. So I'll give you an example of that. For our bell ringers, we have set up where we have, you know, a week for the beginning of this school year, a week for the end of the school year, a week for Halloween, a week for the winter holidays. I think we have a Valentine's Day week. So we purposely created activities for those days that are just a bit more fun. And you can, again, fit them into your schedule. But for Halloween, for example, I know one of the days for each of the grades five through eight, we took a spooky text and students on that particular day would read through the text and then they get to create blackout poetry and share their poems with the class. And they can do it in a really cool design if they have extra time. It's a lot of fun, but it's still meeting some of the poetry standards, right? Of creating their own poetry. And I just love that it's something unexpected. It's not that, you know, define a vocabulary word, use it in a sentence. Mm -hmm. So it's when you're using um, bell ringers, just keeping in mind how to have different expectations each week for your students. And then you're going to ensure that they're engaged. Yeah, that was so pretty we, simple. It is. And even if you're not using ours, right, nope. you can do this with any other ones that you might find or that you're using online, Absolutely. but just ensuring that you have that, um, you know, not monotony of the same thing over and over and over again. And we actually have, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the episode, we have three free weeks of our bell ringers to share with you. It's our eighth grade version, but you can still see kind of how it's set mm-hmm. up. And I think you could probably use them with fifth grade that the ones that we pulled out, I think you could probably scaffold down at least to sixth grade 
maybe fifth grade, you could do it. Um, so if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash free bell ringers with an S plural, uh, you can grab those three weeks for free to kind of see uh, what ours look like and how we structure them. So then the second part of the question was all about grading, right? How do I grade them? Should I grade them or not? So I want to talk about that um, really briefly right now. So one of the things that I would do is I would simply use some of that time while students are working on their bell ringers to just walk around and make sure that they're on track. It's actually really cool because if I'm walking around while they're working on their bell ringers and I can see oh my gosh, this student is still struggling with this concept that we had finished months ago or a couple weeks ago, and they're still not getting it. Well, now I can see, hey, I need to come back to this concept for this particular student or offer them more support, maybe through IXL or whatever other programs you use that can support them in that capacity. So that's really helpful in terms of just grading and being like, okay, like participation, you know, doesn't have to be massive grades and things like there doesn't have to be this huge weight on bell ringers. Um, so that's one thing that I did. Another thing that I did as well that I found successful was that students only had a certain amount of time each class period that they could work on the bell ringers. So this will totally depend on the length of your class period. You might only have five minutes to do this or 10 minutes to do this with your students. Um, but I always put on the board, Hey, you'll have until nine Oh five to complete your bell ringer for today. And they're only working on one little section for the day. Um, so that keeps them on task right? Um, And that allows you that time to quickly go over the answers too, if you need to with your students. So it's not even a grade. They're just working on it. You're walking around if you need to, and then you go over the questions together with your students. So it's again, I think not putting a ton of weight on that grading portion. And then going along with that, just don't grade everything. You know, not every single thing in life needs to have a grade attached to it. There has to be some sort of intrinsic motivation for our students to accomplish things and get things done without a grade. And that takes pressure off of them too. Our students have so much pressure in their lives. We don't need to grade every single little piece of work that they turn into us. The other thing that I've done in the past is I would just pick like one day of the week's activity and grade that portion for completion or for correctness, depending on what you want to do. Um, And really the easiest way that I did it is I just checked whether or not, boom, Monday done, Tuesday done, whatever. And they got a participation grade that was a nominal percentage of their grade, but enough that they wanted to make sure that they put that effort forth. So don't put a ton of like weight on that. Don't stress out about grading the bell ringers. I think it's more of using them as a way to help you um, have strong classroom management. It creates a calm environment when your students come into the classroom, they know exactly what they're doing. No class time is wasted. They also get to spiral review all of these standards and it helps you kind of pinpoint where students are still struggling with certain concepts. So look at the grading as kind of like the the secondary thing for the purpose of bell ringers that you're using in your classroom. I really like that. What I I just said, what you just said. Yeah. Because it's like, ask yourself, why am I using these? Right. And the purpose is not to just get an extra grade in your grade book, right? right? It's to spiral that review and help your students master the standards. Well, if they're doing that, then you don't need the grade. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So hopefully that was helpful. Uh, Thank you to our EB teacher for that great question. And again, if you don't have our bell ringers yet, make sure that you go check those free weeks out. Um, It's three weeks that you get for free. Go to ebacademics.com forward slash free bell ringers. Um, And if you're an EB teacher, you can grab them in our shop. You have your 30% off discount code that you can use to go grab those as well. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Bye.